Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network. And joining this week's podcast is Katie Tangen, Market Education Specialist with Egg Country. Katie, thanks so much for taking time to talk. There's certainly a lot of ground to cover this week. Thank you for having me. I think the first thing that we should touch on is there has been a new round of COVID relief legislation and items in that piece of legislation that directly relate to agriculture. Uh, Some of that including, you know, more CFAP, Coronavirus Food Assistance Program assistance, as well as a, a few other things. Can you bring us up to speed on what's all included for agriculture? Yeah, um, you know, first thing, it's a really long bill. I think it's 1,500 pages, and and we've read through parts of it, obviously, not the whole thing. But there is quite a bit for agriculture in there, probably more than a lot of people would have expected even two weeks ago. Um, The first thing is, yes, it does provide funding for another round of CFAP payments. Uh, In the bill, it authorizes up to $20. Uh, per eligible acre. Obviously, we don't have the rules yet. Those would eventually be written by FSA. But if it's run like the last program and it used some of the same language, if it was a a flat rate payment eligible crop or if it was a price trigger crop, they would both be eligible under this, um, you know, for this $20 an acre payment. There's also a little tweak in there for um, sales crops, which those are things like dry beans. Um, that if you did not have sales in 2019, you could use sales from 2018. So uh, there was something for them. I'm not quite sure how it plays out in the long run, but that's one thing I don't know a lot of people were expecting. Yes. Well, and you know, when you talk about things people weren't expecting, you know, really (laughs) people weren't expecting, you know, this sort of relief package to be a, like you said, this big, and B, maybe come as soon as it actually did. Are the both of those things true as well? Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that I think over the past week have changed pretty rapidly. Um, one thing that was watched really closely, and I don't know if expected is the right word, but there was a lot of questions on where we were going with it, is that second half of the WIP Plus program. Um, first half has been mostly paid out the the application deadline was the end of October. So all the applications are in. FSA is still processing a few of the apps. But then the question was, what about our second half payment? Because the rules were, you know, we're going to make up this first disbursement of 50%. If we have funds available, we'll make the second. This bill authorizes funds to be made available for that second half payment. So that is something that was being watched really closely for quite a while now. Um, if we can get it through both houses of Congress and have the president sign it, um, that would be um, really beneficial now that money is unlikely to get there in in this year, obviously, because we don't have a whole lot of time left, but that would be income then for the 2021 crop. Well, then speaking of crops, Katie, if farmers haven't already marketed most of the crop they had in the bin, well, by golly, they probably have by now. These markets just keep surprising us, don't they? (laughs) <laughs> they do, you know, there was a little bit of a, a leveling off, I guess, of soybeans for the beginning of, of December, but they've certainly found some footing ever since. Um, we talked about Brazilian weather as a driver, and, and I think it is to an extent, but 
really some of those concerns have kind of abated, not that their drought is totally solved, but we continue to see a lot of demand. Um, we're not totally certain about uh, Brazil's ability to fill it um, through the whole, you know, through a whole six months until we would harvest again after they do. So a lot of questions on where those beans are going to come from. And if we don't have enough beans, obviously, we, you know, how much is it being worth? Well, carryout won't go to zero. That's the market's job. So where do we find that equilibrium? Um, obviously, there's quite a bit of support. U.S. dollar will have some say in that as well, and we've been fairly weak on that front. Um, and then corn, really kind of coming out of nowhere. When you look back six months, it was, it was a pretty tough-looking balance sheet. And as we get now at the end of December, you know, it's still plenty of corn, but we've shrunk the carryout by nearly a billion bushels. So you can't ask for a, a more constructive environment than that. We we talked about, you know, some of the supplemental income that we've received, our farmers have received thus far from CFAP, what plus, you name it. You know, we talk about the marketing opportunities. Well, that brings us to the year end where farmers are maybe, you know, deferring some grain tra- contracts. They're they're trying to figure out, figure out their finances for this year, looking at next year. And I guess from a, a general kind of education standpoint when it comes to marketing, um, those things of your area of expertise, what uh, year-end advice do you have for those farmers? Yeah, you're, you're right. When, you know, uh, when we got to maybe March or April last year, I think income problem was really the last thing on anyone's mind, um, unless it was to be too short. And now we're getting to the end of the year, and, and it has totally switched. So there's going to be a lot of adjusting. Um, I'm hopeful that with the run we've had, we've at least moved some crop, and those contracts, you're right, can be deferred until after the first of the year. We cannot defer government payments. So you would have had to take that income um, already. There is some ins and outs of crop insurance where you can kind of tweak that. But um, deferring grain income is probably going to be your primary method. Um, and then obviously there's some of the buying equipment and, and prepays and things like that. And make sure you work really closely with your tax preparer because there are and have been the past few years quite a few changes on the rules and how things are uh, deducted and, and all that. So make sure you've got that pretty well set. If we have to make some sort of um, change before the year end, we had a week to do it. But that kind of eliminates big ticket purchases like machinery. Well, Katie, it's been a pleasure talking, you know, throughout the year with you and this Rural Perspectives podcast. Of course, we'll be back in the new year uh, talking all things crops, marketing, taxes, finance, planning, you name it, from egg country. Uh, any final wishes here from egg country? Yeah, we just want to wish everyone um, a, a Merry Christmas and uh, a good New Year. Obviously, things can change so quickly, um, but we're just really um, anxious and encouraged and um, happy to work uh, with all the producers as we get into 2021. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, made possible by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. You can find out more by visiting eggcountry.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network.